one time i watched the lion king but it wasn't the lion king it was the japanese version of the lion king and it was all in asian and me and my friend laughed Wait, it was so in much asian? it wasn't in japanese <laughs> It was Asian. Oh, okay. It was Asian Lion King, and it was gotcha. so funny. <laughs> wait, so wait, was it subtitled in English? Oh, no, yeah. there were no... Su- it wasn't actually the Lion King. It was like it was Asian... You know when his dad died? It was hilarious. Oh, wait, was it, wait, was that... Is it Kimba? The oh, my Lion? gosh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's like like kind of the the joke that Disney completely stole. Oh, my gosh, the concept. yeah. Like, the, this, is a, this is the Kimba TV series is from like... The 70s, and it's like about a lion cub whose father dies, and he gets raised by other animals to like become the king of the jungle. And yeah. it's like, what? This is exactly the story of Lion we King. We watched they it completely in Asia, and his name is yeah. Kimba. It's yeah, like, really? Simba. Couldn't you have just changed Simba. it a little more to try? Simbo, <laughs> Simbo. <laughs> Welcome to Enter the Critic. Hello. I am your temporary host for part two. My name is Melissa. Chris is not here. Good riddance. With me again is the lovely Heather. Hello. And <laughs> that guy. And and Parker, because I don't I don't get to go away. <laughs> From what I heard, you were not able yeah. to go this year. Mm. Unable to go away, so I'm forced to stay here and record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're enjoying every moment of. He's got things and much. stuff. You are now going to have the Rainbow Bright Techno theme song <laughs> as your ringtone. Yes. True. It might become that. That's for sure. Actually, a completely unrelated note. Um, <laughs> at one time, I had the Strong Bad, the System is Down nice. song as yeah. my ringtone on my phone. Yeah. And we would play it on repeat. And my friend Heather, another Heather, not yeah. this Heather, the other. would flick the light switch in my office into a strobe <laughs> light and we would rave <laughs> until your dun, phone was done dun, ringing. Dun, 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 dun. No, it was on a loop. Oh, my every God. every call would go to voicemail. Yeah, every call <laughs> would pretty much go to voicemail because we were so busy, like <laughs> raving to my ringtone. Oh gosh! Oh good that, golly! The, the problem with with making a ringtone that's a song you like is that you then begin to hate that song mm. if yeah. you ever get phone calls from people that you don't like. So, like you know, like like if I set my ringtone to anything and then work calls me, then I'm going to start hating that well, ringtone. <laughs> I'm going to hate I, that song. Yeah. On my old phone, I had a ringtone, and I love the song. I still love the song. I've loved it since I was a kid. It's fantastic. It's uh, Tan Shoes with Pink Shoelaces by mm. Dodie Stevens. Love that song. Yep. Then I got a new phone. I'm just too lazy <laughs> to change my ringtone. <laughs> it is still the default ringtone. Oh, my God. Ring. Out of the box <laughs> from Apple. I had um, my alarm set as one of my favorite songs, and the other day I sat down to listen to it, and I was like, I hate this yeah. song. Yeah, it fills you yeah. with, like, wake up dread yeah. yeah my alarm is the most obnoxious loudest sound that the phone has and is it, it still the mar, mar. yes it is yeah, that's rachel's is. alarm well uh, and, and Chris, you still probably sleep through it a little bit i, I do <laughs> yeah, i do i, do too. I, I sleep problem. on top of my phone <laughs> literally i will wake up with my cheek on my phone and it doesn't always wake me up chris is a light sleeper it will wake him up if he's downstairs <laughs> Because oh, a lot of times he'll, like, if his back is hurting, mm. he'll get out of bed and then lay on the couch because it doesn't hurt as bad. 
And I'll just, you know, I'll be like, oh, I can't sleep. Shut everything <laughs> up! I believe it. Can't wait. It's pretty, like, we've been together to that point where I no longer remember how long we've been together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you too. Because we, we've, we got married in June this year. Mm. But we've been together for a while. And people are like, oh, you just got married. And I'm like, I've been sick of him for years. (laughs) 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 But like, yeah, everyone always asks, oh, how's married life treating you? How's married life treating you? That is the question you hear a lot. We'll be in our house two years. Yeah. Next month. Like, how's married life treating you? It's the same as not married life. (laughs) I want to come up with a like, a like nice remark to that for when I'm married, so I can be like, I don't know, something more than yeah, just it's some great. retort. Yeah, yeah. I want to be snarky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wanna you want you want to be snarky, and then like when the tenth person asks you that, then you're just like, it's fine. Like you just start. Yeah, you just don't you just default back. Yeah, to just, like, I, I'm just like it's the you, same as it was. You start say you, you start out being like, I'm gonna chill people. I'm gonna rebel. Whatever. I'm gonna be cool. <laughs> And yeah, then, then I, it then doesn't I, work. Then, then it's just like person after person. Then, hey, how's married life treating you? Hey, how's married life treating you? Yeah, it's hey, like they, life... they decide that that's okay, going to okay, be their fine, fine. replacement for yes. how's the weather. Right, uh, exactly. They're like, I have nothing to say because I'm, I'm a devoid person who has no And I've, I don't know you at all. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't have any idea how to socially interact with people on a human level. So I'll just come up with whatever I can come up with. So it's usually the weather. How's not married life treating you? <laughs> yeah. How's unmarried hey, life Heather, treating how's you? Hey, Heather. How's not life married life treating you? <laughs> how's unmarried How life you treating you? You like my shoes? I do. You painted them now. I did. With my fingers. <laughs> what else would you paint with? Oh, like a brush? Like a brush, yeah. You'd still be holding it with your fingers. <laughs> no, usually she paints with her mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. All right, so let's check out some trailers. Mm. So the first trailer we watched. Oh, yes, we didn't actually review what we're talking about today. Okay, so this episode, we will be talking about some trailers, foregoing the news, and then we will actually be talking about a classic film. Mm, (laughs) Classic. Which I actually had talked to Chris about many times, telling him you need to watch this and do it on the show. Well, he always had some excuse, and I think... (laughs) I'm not 100% sure if it's that he didn't want to watch the movie and review it or if he actually didn't have the time, which I doubt. <laughs> but um, we're going to be talking about the movie Head that Head. stars the monkeys. Um, it is a very, actually, uh, a not well-known movie. It, uh, it only lasted. It was very short-lived. Um, not a lot of people like it. Well, I, and we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll but, get there. Um, yeah, so we're actually going to talk about that film. <coughs> right, but first, first we're going to talk about some trailers. trailers. So the first trailer we checked out was um, stars January Jones, who you may know from Mad Men fame, and it's an indie western called entitled Sweetwater. So we always like to review westerns here on the show, and I mm. thought this one was particularly good uh, since you guys were both going to be on it because it's about yeah. a girl that it is she um, kicks ass. ass. <laughs> Chris is a huge westerns fan. Mm. I I like modern westerns a lot better than the old ones. Yes, agreed. Uh, He can sit and watch the old ones (laughs) for hours and hours and hours. And that's when I go upstairs and (laughs) so. Um, 
but I will say this one looks phenomenal. Oh, I Lord. always love a strong heroine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, someone who has something truly terrible happen to them and then just bounce back and be like, you know what? I'm a girl back in the old West. I'm supposed to just say, oh yeah, dear, that's fine. No, I'm going to dress up like a prostitute and shoot you. Her dress. I know. It's, it's beautiful. This bright, bright purple and it's with her red hair is just stunning. Gorgeous. That is a costumer who knows what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you come into films like this, or and like if you go back to, the, I don't know if you've ever seen The Red Shoes, the use of color, while many people don't notice it, is one of the strongest visual effects you can ever possibly do. Mm. So by taking something like red, or red hair is more of an orange tone, um, red and purple are next to each other on the color wheel. So that is actually one of, a very strong combination of colors. So while people watching aren't going to be like, oh yeah, red hair, purple dress. But <laughs> we will. Yeah, but they, they won't consciously notice that. But subconsciously, mm-hmm. they'll be very drawn to that as a visual piece. Um, and like The Red Shoes was an early film, one of the earlier films filmed in color. So they were, you know, children in a sandbox and everything was just vivid and beautiful. And uh, it's a story of a ballerina. Yeah, I know. And well, she gets the shoes, and then she well, does she, does a, she does a she does a ballet called the Red Shoes, mm. and they have her in pure white tights with these rich saturated red mm. shoes, and everything is. She has these. St- Stunning blue eyes and this gorgeous red hair and this super pale skin. So everything is just gorgeous. Like do you, you don't even that. you don't even have to watch the movie and pay attention to it. You can just be like, it's a moving piece of art. <laughs> so like they kind of pull in some of the same concepts in a modern piece with this like this almost neutral background of browns and tans yeah. and dust and mm-hmm. grime and then she walks out in just this color and it's almost like when you see those photographs like the wedding photos where everything's black mm-hmm. and white but her roses are red yeah you know, it's the same concept of you know this very mm-hmm. neutral monochromatic background and then this stunning pop of color this this movie to me looks like my kind of a chick flick. Yes. Because chick flicks to me are a waste of time and space. But this is, you know, it's the ultimate chick flick. She's looks like just such a badass and it's yeah, yeah. she will be and and according to the the <clears throat> synopsis, she ends up in a blood triangle, which I guess is like a love triangle but with killing each other. Nice. Uh, involving a renegade sheriff played by Ed Harris, and we saw, and also mm-hmm. a fanatical religious leader played by Jason Isaacs. So Yeah, and when they them. say fanatical religious leader, <laughs> yeah, he looks really He is oh, a crazy. violent <laughs> Horrible man. Punching people yeah. and like well, he, well he painted a cross on yeah. the dude's head and then punched the center off of, of the horse. cross. <laughs> he punched him off of a horse. Yeah. <laughs> but poor horse. I'm sure Jesus <laughs> would love that. That's what I wanted people to do. <laughs> Take that cross and punch everybody with it. I wanted you to pick up arms and kill people. Mm. <laughs> I Weak. feel like what other there's been quite a few priests that kill people. Like in the, in the world? No, <laughs> like in movies. Well, look at uh, Johnny oh, Mnemonic. Right. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Oh well, God, I love that movie. There's also that movie Priest. <laughs> oh yeah, there's Priest, and then in um um Hot Fuzz, 
the priest, right, he has his little guns hiding <laughs> in <Yeah>. his little. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have another trailer we checked out was uh, the next installment from Walt Disney Animation Studios, Frozen, it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen Bell is going to be one of the voice actors and actresses. And one, I don't know who the She just is. had a baby, didn't she? But yeah, so this looks good. This is, uh, I mean, really, we had Tangled, and then we had Wreck-It Ralph, and now we have this. So those two, if those two are any indication of what the, this one's going to be like, it's going to be good. Mm. Uh, the animation looks stellar. The yes. storyline is adorable. The I was really confused, because when I first saw the first, first trailer, it's just the snowman and a reindeer. Okay. And I watched this trailer and I'm like, what is this? Like, what's happening? It's Santa Claus. Right. I was so confused. And then I saw this other trailer and I'm like, oh, there's actually, actually tells you what happens. Yeah, there's actually a story <laughs> with actual characters. Yeah. And it mu- looks much, much better now. So, yeah, it's like apparently some like town, fantastical town gets <laughs> completely covered in ice because and frozen sorceress. Mm-hmm makes everything frozen and then there's a talking snowman and there's a talking snowman and there's a guy who sells ice who's now out of business yeah there's there's the nice guy and the hot guy and the girl yep so yeah well they're both kind of hot well of course they're 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 i mean they're yeah they're so they're you can't there's the they're not gonna animate ugly guys (laughs) (laughs) well then there's the snowman he's pretty cool we're gonna have a love triangle but you know this one dude you're gonna have to put a paper bag over his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they never they never make neutral looking characters. They're either no. really really hot or really really ugly. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, this movie looks kind of cute. Yeah, it does look adorable. I'll, I'll probably go see it loosely based on Hans Christian Andersen's story, The Snow Queen. And uh, so, yeah, it's looking good. It's looking definitely like a tangled esque thing. Yeah, female mm-hmm. m- lead character. Um, which I mean, I guess is it, it all looks Disney really, really cute. Yeah. yeah, and that is what a good Disney movie is. Mm. Absolutely. So yeah, we will look forward to that. So yeah, check out Frozen, and then that's it. I'll turn it over to you, Crazy Monkeys. <laughs> hey, 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 we're, we're the, the monkeys. monkeys. People say we're monkey around. Do people say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. um, that actually, we one of the things. That. I will start out with mm. is a lot of people don't understand this movie. You want me to just give yeah. you the quick synopsis? Well, the no, monkeys well, well. are tossed about in a psychedelic, <laughs> sur- surrealistic, plotless, circular bit of fun fluff. That is the IMDb. <laughs> okay, but well, they don't understand because um, there's layers the, to well, this movie. Well, the thing is, they, everyone, don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand. People go into this movie expecting mm. a silly, quirky episode of the monkeys yeah which it's not it is not it is actually a fantastic art film one of the things that i absolutely adore is at the beginning they do the diddy war chant and if you listen to that chant and you listen to the words it tells you the entire movie yeah and the movie was actually made to be um shown on a loop Oh, cool. So that when in the premiere party, they actually had it on like five different screens playing on a loop. Mm-hmm. So you could look at these screens at different parts of the movie and it would all be That's the very same. cool. Yeah. Well, what they were heading towards, what they were trying to do is show that head. <sighs> no, no, no. Because the, the promotional thing, the trailer as you went with for it was just a picture of this guy's head. Mm-hmm. And they would just say head. 
<laughs> just like that and that's people yeah. were so confused yeah well what they were trying to show is how no matter what they wanted no matter what they wanted to do they were stuck mm. and there's so much imagery throughout the film and everything but no matter what they try everything was predetermined down to the finest detail of the script and the director and um they talk about how you know they show the cameras at times they show the director and the producers at times and Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of times they end up trapped in in the box in the box you know whatever they try to do they can't get out of it and it's really a metaphor for their entire careers Mm -hmm. as the monkeys if you go into this film looking for the silly slapstick humor the the jokes and the silliness the running around and Mm -hmm. prancing you're not going to get it but if you go into this looking at it as a beautiful artistic film Mm -hmm. it's fantastic it has a very angry tone to the film and that's i believe um a lot has to do with because the monkeys themselves were angry and the first day well, and also there's it was during the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of anger and anti war mm-hmm. message. Yeah. Um so they were they were angry at their careers, at mm-hmm. what the studios had done to them, at what their lives were becoming. Mm-hmm. They were angry about external factors and all the stuff. The so. um the first day of shooting, because the directors and everybody they had written down like the script and they didn't credit the monkeys at all even though they were a large part of writing it so mike being mike was very angry with this so he convinced davy and mickey to go on strike so the first day of shooting peter was the only one who showed up oh wow i didn't know that so he was the only one that showed up and they wound up not even like needing him because they were just checking lights but Mm. uh so it's it started out from the beginning with them yeah on a bad note and you can really you feel it Mm-hmm. their like struggle and yeah. their anger through this movie yeah before i forget another thing of note is it was written and produced by jack nicholson who's in it for five seconds yes he is a very young jack nicholson it's weird it still has a giant weird. forehead and but that's how i know a lot him. more hair yeah he did it's... have a lot more hair back then mm-hmm. but um that kind of a lot of people sort of overlook it and i'm looking at my computer screen here and there are actually some notable names that made uh, guest appearances. Oh, yeah. Annette Funicello. Terry Gar, before she was... Terry Gar, Frank Anybody, Zappa. she was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, who was that one? The guy who played the director. Victor Mature. He was a big deal. Oh, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Mike called him up and was like, Hey, uh, I'm Mike Nesmith. I'm a monkey and we're making a movie. And Victor actually hung up on him. Oh wow! <laughs> so it was it was yeah. an interesting struggle to get him to yeah. play this. Well, here they had a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget, which back then kind of major. Mm-hmm. Box office sixteen thousand. Yeah, it was yeah. because but it has turned into a cult mm-hmm. classic. Yeah, I also love how the tone of the show has completely changed. Oh yeah, we're really serious now. No, this is serious. <laughs> this is serious <laughs> business. This is serious. Okay. <laughs> this is the no, downright nitty gritty. I this mean, I is. think this is good because I think that that any no everybody would dismiss watching this movie. I mean, like I would. I think that's part of why Chris didn't want to watch. Right, because yeah. it's like. Uh, Did you watch it? Really? No, I haven't seen it. But I had it I'm with me. Do you want to borrow it? I would like to borrow it <laughs> now that I'm listening to you guys yeah, talk because yeah. it's like 
Oh, okay. Like and, as my yeah. in my mind, it's like ugh, yeah. I mean, seriously. there is some but, okay. Some things didn't age well, like the uh, psychedelic special effects. Oh yeah, no. But, but I mean, this was made in the seventies. Mm-hmm. It is very like again, very cool. The entire film does come full circle. It does, which is very. It kind of blew my mind mm-hmm. the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. But Psst. it's. Did you just Psst me? I did. Do you remember that part? <laughs> I thought you were trying to get my attention. I'm sorry. It just it came to my brain and I couldn't ignore it because that's one of my favorite parts. Uh, he just okay. Let, let, just this will be a, cl- a brief clip. Um, there's an Arabian man in full like black Arabic dress on a big horse and he's riding viciously through the desert and he gets real close to the camera and just goes. And then rides away. <laughs> and it's brilliant. Oh, my gosh. I just, yeah, yeah. I'm in love with that that whole scene there. Yeah. So continue, sorry. So, um, but yeah, the movie comes full circle, 100%. Mm-hmm. It starts out on a bridge. And when you see the ending, the beginning may arrive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the war chant. So um, they're on this bridge. It's kind of like a dedication ceremony. There's all these people and cops and some official guy who's going to talk in a microphone. When I first um, watched the movie, it had came with this weird... I bought all the seasons from Asians and they screwed everything up. So when I put this movie in, I was like, what the hell is this? I was so confused. And it wasn't... The monkeys don't actually show up until at least... Yeah, it's a like, while into the movie, mm-hmm. and they just come tearing down this bridge, full speed yeah, running, running, and they jump. They just jump right <laughs> off the bridge, and it's like, the... what am I watching? And like, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. when I saw this. Oh gosh, no. Um, because I was I I'm a huge monkey fan since I was a kid. I you know would sit and watch. My grandparents had taped. Um, I was nine nine pound weakling, <laughs> and yes. um. The one in the museum where Peter oh. paints the doors. Yes. I forget which one it's called. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they had a VHS tape of those two episodes and I would just watch them over and over and over again. It's because they're brilliant. They were. And now as an adult, when I go back and watch these, I get so many more jokes. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's, it's yeah, so like, uh, it's, there's so much yeah. going on with these four actors because yeah. they're all almost pretty much talking at the same time. Yeah. So you have to watch it over and yeah. over again and to yeah. understand. And I, I loved that. And they were so funny and they were so silly and oh my God. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually only saw Head for the first time about a year ago. Yeah. Um, I think I saw it maybe, maybe three years ago I'm not 100 yeah. sure when i bought the so, asian dvds luckily i didn't see it when i was a child because that probably would have scarred me for mm-hmm. life but oh, um yep. yeah like some of the some of the scenes are very very dark mm-hmm. um and one of the biggest failures like why it bombed so badly was because their audience were teenage girls and teenage girls wanted to see the monkeys, so they went to see this and hated it. And the movie was geared towards adults, but adults wouldn't well, see it because yeah, they hated the monkeys. The we were talking, you know, the girls today that want to see One Direction, or yeah. back in when I was in high school, the Backstreet Boys fans. <laughs> you are old. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and then Melissa killed her. <laughs> and, and, and the podcast took an even darker tone. At least wait till the podcast is over because I can't contribute to the head conversation. (laughs) 
So at least wait until you're done will before you, you murder. Will you clean up? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I will. I'll get some. I'll go get some plastic wrap and get all that ready. <laughs> uh, now I'm just imagining that scene from um, American Psycho when he's in the raincoat. <laughs> Help me! For anybody who is listening, uh, this may be my last podcast. I just want you all to know. Mom, I love you. What, are you doing like Blair Witch Project? <laughs> there's a lot. There's oh, a lot of geez. snot coming out of her nose. If you, if you could see. Her. <laughs> and like one single flashlight focused on her face. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we we're talking. It was it'd be like the one One Direction. Making yeah. So these girls are looking for. Oh my. And they were back then. Oh yeah. Um, so then they walk into an art house film where they are not, you know, Mike isn't with his silly little hat, mm-hmm. and you know, they're making out with girls, and like the mm-hmm. one of the early scenes, all of them have this. Uh, I don't know if she's a prostitute, but that would be my guest. I hate that bitch. Yeah, but she kisses every single one of them. It, you know, one after another, and then leaves. She's like, eh. It's like, I slept with all of you, now I'm going. And then if you w- listen really closely, because Mike comes up to her. I, I hear yeah. what he, something He's like, about- He says, oh, why don't you come back when all, the, when all the other guys are gone? And she laughs at him. And she leaves. <laughs> and then leaves. Uh, doesn't she say something like, not a chance or something? She she laughs, and then that laugh was actually featured on the, um, the record. Oh! When the album came out, because this is a, a musical, obviously. It's yeah. And it yeah. does have a fantastic soundtrack. Oh, Porpoise song, Circle gosh. Sky. The Porpoise song was featured in Vanilla Sky hmm. movie. So a lot Learned of these. something new every day. The, um, I think their head album was one of my favorite, besides Headquarters, hmm. the album that they like well, read and produced. Headquarters themselves. kind of is a collection of mm-hmm. lots of things off of different albums, isn't it? It's. Um, that was the no, album. No, I'm thinking that Music they, Box. Never mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was the album that they wrote, and they literally locked themselves into a, studio. a recording studio and didn't leave. And No Time is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. It was they needed a last song, and Mike was like, they had nothing. They literally yeah. had nothing. Mike was like, give me five minutes, and they walked into the studio, did not come back out for four hours because mm-hmm. he wouldn't let them, and. No time was born. That's fantastic. Hober Reber Saber Sobin Hober Seber Snick. Seber Rabber Hober Sobin. I can't what believe did you, you expect? Know, I can't believe you know no that. No time. That's one of my favorite songs. That is fantastic. I actually I uh I love Peter's version of Cripple Creek. Yes. That is something about that banjo. Yeah. And then if I you actually don't shut up, there'll be no show. Yeah. Um I had I listen to them on Spotify mm-hmm. and I have a playlist where I have Cripple Creek followed by Can't Judge a Book by its Cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love that mm. song as well. <laughs> oh my God. I love that song. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That song does things to me that I cannot explain. I, Moving on. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I have tons of songs that like huge monkeys fans, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think I have a hundred song playlist of the monkeys on Spotify. Mm. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, and um, people don't understand what in such a short time what the they monkeys accomplished. 
they accomplished so much and produced just so much and when it makes me sad because my generation doesn't even know who they are but even generations before who kind of knew who they were they're just oh davy jones mm-hmm. uh sleepy jean mm-hmm. and it it breaks my heart because they made such they were such and mike was such a talented songwriter and no one Brilliant. notices that like Brilliant. everyone is like oh because yes the studio brought them together mm-hmm but what they did as a group is phenomenal. I think it's even more impressive that they did such being brought together. They didn't that know way, each yeah. other. Bands, they know each other. They know how they work. It and organically they comes together. Yeah, with them, it was literally from every yeah. corner of well, the earth. And what's really sad, you know, that rap they got from being formed by a studio mm-hmm. at the time actually was their ultimate undoing. Mm-hmm. You know, it really it led to all the problems that they ended up having because the external influence of mm-hmm. everybody calling them fakes and they had to start yeah. to work harder and yeah get more but, serious about um, making their own nowadays. Music. If that happened, that's normal. They would be top of the world. Mm-hmm. They would be praised for it. Everyone would be like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. And like, not only phenomenal songwriters. I mean, look at um, Tapioca Mickey. Tundra. Oh my god, Tapioca Tundra. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. yes, Tapioca Tundra, Magnolia Sims. Oh, that's um, my favorite. But song. look no, at um, what Mickey did. He learned how to play the drums for the show yeah, for that and role, and then became a songwriter himself and wrote some of their biggest she's hits. She's a wonderful lady, and she's mine, oh mine. And it does, okay, I love that song too. Yeah, I love but, all of them. But yeah, know, it's brilliant. Just because, like, so many people didn't give them the credit that just because they were brought together that way, separately, they were four very talented young men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Peter was a great songwriter and mm-hmm. sadly kind of got pushed out of the group because the other three had just such strong mm. uh, personalities in terms of creative creativity. Peter is very kind. Yeah. I was very fortunate to um, meet them. And we went to a, like, weird location, looked like a auto zone sort of bar with a small stage and maybe 30 people. And Peter played a, like, private concert. That's fantastic. He, yeah. Like, he's one of the, like, just kindest and gentlest people. Because it was me, Sarah, and Rachel, and Sandra, and we're like, ah! Oh, my God! Ah! And he's like hi nice <laughs> to meet you and he just he just hugs you and he's Aww. like i'm so glad you came did you enjoy the show and we're like ah, ah. <laughs> and literally if we have a picture if anybody is interested one day maybe you will see it there when we first met them and you see sarah on her face is just exploding and then you see peter just standing behind her and he's got his like hand on her shoulder Aww. and he was w- literally whispering like it's okay calm down sweetie because <laughs> she's like because <laughs> we just they love them yeah. but um back to head yeah head. Um, fantastic movie yeah it is it really it, is as it's long as you take it for what it is i feel like you have to have a level of knowledge going into it knowing like yes the monkeys went through this because they didn't write their own music and the time period because if you take it just as a movie you just watch it you'll be very confused yeah i mean you have to acknowledge it's the 70s one at one point they are actually dandruff yeah rolling around in somebody's head 
And then they get sucked into a vacuum cleaner. And there is a cigarette. Wink, Not wink. the usual brand. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, yeah, inside the vacuum cleaner. Um, and it just gets stranger and stranger. Yeah, and stranger. but again, they keep getting trapped. And mm-hmm. they keep trying to escape and they can't. Uh, no matter how hard they try. Oh, can I talk about um, Daddy's Song? Is a song that Davey um, sings. I this. actually... Is that the one that there's also an alternative version where Mike vocals? That's where I was going. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I love Mike's version oh, so much better. So much better. Obviously. That song, though, is just so... It's Harry Nielsen, and it's wonderful. And I love Mike's version better, but in the actual movie, Davey is doing a little dance like he does. Mm-hmm. And he's in an all black suit with a white set. And then he did it again and they filmed it with an all white suit and a black set. And Mm -hmm. it cuts back and forth as he's doing this dance and creates such an amazing effect that, I mean, for the time was just, it's just gorgeous. The thing with stuff like this, uh, back then, they didn't have computers. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that ability to just quick change on the fly oh we want to do this effect we want to do this we want to do this they couldn't do that so they had to think about it ahead of time they had to plan it they had to um be extraordinarily creative with their effects um ahead of time and you're listening to it in my head (laughs) i'm like you're dancing (laughs) to Um, yeah me no it is it is wonderful yeah and you know especially if you look into it if you look at it like that that oh wow this is, you know, they didn't just press a, a button to yeah. change the set color. They like they filmed it over and over and over again and spent hours and hours and hours of. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just so much depth to this film mm-hmm. from beginning to end because it is, I guess, something that might kind of confuse people, push them off a little bit is. Um, it's just a collection of scenes. Yeah. And it's just one thing to the next. And they do transition. They, 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 it's not just a cut, like a sketch comedy show, but you know, one moment there's this gigantic party at the loft, you know, mm-hmm. then they're in a factory. They're Quiet, in a- isn't it? George <laughs> Michael Dolan's. <laughs> It's a thing. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's the show itself pretty much took place in their house. Mm-hmm. Or the one club that they played at. <laughs> yeah. The one club the that they played The same club in. every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and every now and then they go down to the beach. Sometimes they went out to the farm. But... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then that one time they got like caught in the redneck town. <laughs> and they're stuck in... <laughs> and then Mike's like... Because these are my people. Yes. Oh, yeah. that was so, so brilliant. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. You know, the show pretty much stayed in their house, whereas the movie is all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're in the studio lot. They're in the middle of the desert with a broken Coke machine. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's There's... very, very different than the show. Yeah. Very different. It's than different than pretty much almost anything I've ever seen. It is, uh, which in the best way and the worst way possible. Yeah, it's it's an extraordinarily creative film. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful, very visually stunning. A little out there, a little weird. Mm-hmm. What's really fun um, after Head, obviously their fame was 
spiraling downwards. And you've seen 33 and a third revolutions per yes. monkey. I have um, the DVD sets of the show. Mm, and yes. on the second season, mm-hmm. that's... Um, that was one of their and last actually, things. actually, you know what makes me extraordinarily upset? Mm. I cannot find Naked Persimmon anywhere. Another example of how Michael Nesmith is the most brilliant genius ever. He sings a song with himself. Yeah. Two different complete versions of himself. And, yeah. And, you know, one is this country boy. Oh. And the, the other... <laughs> And the other guy is the rock and roll. And he Mm -hmm. even has a different accent, a different tone of voice. His face looks different. I think that's all the (laughs) reflection of the sequence. (laughs) No, I mean his expression, the way he looks at himself. That's what happens when you go from wearing a completely sequined suit. (laughs) He still has that suit, you know. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, yeah. He still has it. I doubt it fits him, though. He wears it in, um, he wears the hat in elephant parts. He also wears a hat that um, he wore on the monkeys. But where I was yeah. going with that is um, that was one of the last things they did together as the monkeys, besides like, you know, current yeah. concerts. And again, it kind of had the same tone as head in that mm-hmm. it was very different. Than it was a little show. easier to follow. Yes. But still very different. And at the very end. It had aliens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the very end, um, when the credits are rolling, you hear Peter and he's saying, the end, the end, this is the end. And like shortly after that, he left. So it was always so crazy to me because he's sitting there and he's like, it's the end in his crazy Peter voice. And then he leaves. One of my favorite things, though, is at the end when they do. um, Oh, what song is that? Where they're standing in like the back stage area. Oh, listen to the band. Yes. I don't know why I can think. Listen to the band. That is such a fantastic song. And just the setting. And then when it just explodes explodes into like this these people dancing and jumping and i want to dance like all those girls like 60s dancing it's great you want to be a go-go dancer yes i want to be a go-go cage dancer like go-go boots in a cage dancing that's my dream and goal in life i'm sure you can find it somewhere (laughs) i feel like you're totally rejecting my goal so we're gonna move on (laughs) good for you heather Anyways, my goal in life. What what review? What's what's rating you gonna give it? Um, Um, I will give (laughs) it another perfect score, like Star Trek. Well, it depends. It's not perfect. It's not. It depends on the person watching it. Really. So in this case, you. I would give it. Yes, of course. Uh, (laughs) My rating. I would give it. I'd give it three out of four monkeys. Nicely done. I would give it three out of five knit hats. Mm. I love that yeah. hat. Um, it's it's a very good movie. But you have to prepare yourself. But, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. Like, if for just me, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Mm. Uh, maybe even four and a half. Mm-hmm. But as a general movie rating, I, I would say it's not for everyone. If you just want to see things blow up or you just want something oh. stupid funny... It's not the movie for you. Mm-hmm. You uh, have to think a little. You do have to think a little. Uh, you probably should watch it more than once. Definitely. Uh, there's a lot in this movie. A lot, a lot, a lot. So you want to make sure that you don't miss anything. Um, that you mm-hmm. can get some of that subtleties. But the music's fantastic. Um, the I'm going to go home and watch it now. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I'm going to let Parker borrow my copy, so. You can come home with me and watch it. I think the entire movie's on YouTube. It it mm-hmm. probably is. Full-length movie. You need to watch the commentary with me. I do. Yeah, it's really cool. Because yeah. it's well, Raffleson and Sarah was else. saying that at some point in time, I need to watch the um, the movie about them with you. Watch the mockumentary yes. with me. It's the most okay it's she it's says you so, throw things it's so terribly hilarious davy looks like a donkey mike is an idiot and the only good one is peter and it's hilarious and i get really 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 angry with it yeah. so we'll have to watch it sometime i've heard no like yeah it's right here it's just right on youtube so everybody <laughs> at home you can actually just straight up watch it and yep but it is it is a very good movie and mm-hmm. again, if you like good music, mm. check out the soundtrack. Definitely brilliant soundtrack. Because hey, hey, we are the monkeys. You know we love to please. <laughs> Our manufactured image. With no philosophies. So thank you guys for uh, filling in. You're are welcome, you, guys. Are you trying to hint that we need to shut up? No. What you, time you is guys it? can keep talking. It's like 8.30. Oh wow! It I is. mean, you can keep talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all we're gonna use. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I should probably. You I should probably. sir. <laughs> you sir. R A.